This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks that I give away every Monday is Kim Dust. She's in the entertainment industry and is currently working a full-time day job and doing her side hustle on the side. Kim, congrats. For you guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to officially enter. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444 after you subscribe. Guys, little CEO weapon for you. I hate going back and forth via email to set up a meeting time. You know, you got to send 12, 13 emails, go between your inbox and your calendar. It's a pain in the butt. I started using NathanLacka.com forward slash assistant, totally free, which I loved. I reached out to the founders and said, you should pay me five grand. I'll make you a sponsor on the podcast. They did. I'll tell you more about the tool and how I negotiated the deal later on in the episode. But for now, check it out. NathanLacka.com forward slash assistant, totally free. Nathan Latka here, and this is episode 464. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Amit, who just passed 120,000 customers, making $200,000 in monthly recurring revenue, on track to do $10 million in 2017 annual recurring revenue with his company, RocketReach.co. Top Tribe, good morning. Our guest today is Hal Elrod, he is a husband, father, and best-selling author of over eight eight books, exactly, including one of the best-selling self-published books of all time, The Miracle Morning, which has sold over 200,000 copies and has been translated into 21 different languages. Hal is a serial entrepreneur, international keynote speaker, podcaster, and co-creator of the Best Year Ever Blueprint Live Experience. Hal, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's go to the top, Nathan. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. What's the updated number, by the way? It's October. October, mid-October now when we're recording this, 200,000 copies is what was in your bio. What's the Miracle Morning at now? How many copies sold? I, I think 240, right around there, give or take. Unbelievable. Published back, what, in 2000, what was it, 2012. Yeah, I have a bad memory, so I published it on 12, 12, 12, <laughs> so that I would never forget the pub date. I love that. All right, so I want to talk uh, some more specifics about the book, but on the off chance that people really don't know much about you, uh, talk about what happened when you were 20 and what that did to your life? Uh, yeah, at 20 years old, I was selling Cutco cutlery. So I was one of the top salespeople for the, the kitchen knife company and driving home from a meeting where I'd given a speech. Uh, my car was hit head on by a drunk driver at 70 miles an hour. It sent my car spinning and the car behind me crashed right into my driver's side door at around 70 miles an hour. And if you can you know, look to your left, imagine a car is coming at you and just crashes into your door at 70. Uh, it just crushed the left side of my car into my body. And instantaneously, I broke 11 bones. Um, almost completely severed my ear, punctured my lung, ruptured my spleen. And an hour later, uh, I, I was dead. I was clinically dead for approximately six minutes after the paramedics and the rescue crew used the jaws of life to pull me out of the car. And they resuscitated me, um, took me to the hospital. And I was in a coma for six days and, and told I would never walk again. And, um, you know, it's, it's a long story short. Uh, I just I maintained a real positive focus on what I wanted. I visualized walking again. I, I 
thought about it. I, you know, I prayed about it. I talked about it. I imagined it. I meditated on it. And three weeks after the crash, the doctors came in with routine x-rays and they said, we don't know how to explain this, but you're healing so quickly. You actually, not only can you walk again, but we're going to let you do it tomorrow. And it was just an amazing recovery. So Hal, here's a que- here's a, a question for you based off that experience. You're now hugely successful, right? And that experience, you know, taught you some things that you might tie to your success. Do people listening right now have no hope if they have not gone through a traumatic experience like that that helps them kind of a whatever lessons were appreciate life, be more risky, whatever it was? Does, do they have to go through those traumatic events to have the kind of success you've had? No, I think that some people go through that, and then hopefully those people. Uh, take the the lessons that they learn and share it with other people. And that's what I always say when I, you know, when I was giving speeches to college students or high school students 15 years ago, I was like, just so you know, you don't have to go through this to get the lessons. The lessons are what are powerful. And uh, hopefully you don't have to go through it. And, you know, but I think that uh, it's kind of like, do you have to have a business, you know, fail or go bankrupt to learn? No, no, no. You read the books by the guys who did that. Right. And then you just you just you you learn from their mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes. Learn from the actions that they took. Take those actions and you can get the same results without going through the hardships. So before we talk about revenue and more metric specific stuff, what's the number one lesson you took from that experience? Accept all things that you cannot change while you focus on what you can. And that was it. And the doctors thought I was in denial because I was so happy and positive and loud. And this was when I was told I would never walk again. I was laying in a hospital bed, broken bones, and I was just really grateful, really happy. And the doctors thought it was delusional. And, uh, and what they didn't realize, I said, no, no, I've just, I've accepted. I can't change that. I was in this horrific car accident, but I can choose to be the happiest, most grateful I've ever been in my entire life. And, you know, to me, this is a catalyst for me to, to try that kind of a test, if you will. How that's an unbelievable amount of self empathy for, 20 year old. I mean, I'm sure we have, we have some 20 year olds listening right now wondering if they should, you know, after college do their own thing or get a full-time job. And they're going, this guy was like, if he was really thinking that right out of trauma like this, he was incredibly empathetic and self-mature. Was there something in your childhood that had already put that kind of, kind of viewpoint in your brain or, or how, how yeah, did you have that? Two things. Number one, my sister died when I was eight years old and she was 18 months old. So she was a baby and she died in my mother's arms when my mom and I were at home. And, um, the, uh, my, within a matter of months, you know, my, my parents losing their, their baby. I mean, hardest thing as a, fa- a father now, I, I can't even imagine. And, uh, within a matter of months, my mother formed a support group for other parents that had lost children. And she led that. And so I, I, I learned at a very young age that you can take your own adversity and you can turn it into an advantage by finding a way to make it benefit other people. And that that's what I did right after my car accident. And the second thing I learned in my sales training a year and a half prior, I learned the five minute rule, which is it's okay to be negative when things go wrong, but not for more than five minutes. And my manager, my mentor literally taught me set your timer for five minutes. If you have a no sale or a canceled order or, you know, anything that causes you to feel disappointed pointed or upset five minutes, you get five minutes to be pissed off, sad, cry, whatever. And when the five minute timer goes off, you take a deep breath and you say, okay, I can't change it. I'm not going to be upset about it anymore. I'm going to move on. And I had conditioned myself to think that way with that five minute rule for a year and a half. And then, you know, uh, granted this car accident was a much more difficult experience, but the, the, the principle, that five minute rule, that acceptance, that was universal. And when I applied it to the car accident, I was able to be free, give myself freedom from emotional pain. 
the miracle morning best many people say best-selling self-help book of all time uh, my question to you is why uh, because it changes behavior I, I think that if you, th- you know, if you think about most books that we read if we read a good book while we're reading that book we're like oh it's like it's changing our thinking typically right and because our our memories are very short we have so much stimuli uh you know today with you know our focus is all over the place and and so while you're reading a great book you know you might be telling everybody you know oh my gosh this book's amazing you got to read this but as soon as you're done reading that book you you start to forget the lessons and the things that were getting you all excited and then if you start reading another book. Now that's the best book you've ever read. And you don't talk about the first book. However, if that first book changed your daily behavior, where you now do something different every single day that adds significant value to your life, well, the, the, the talking about that book is going to extend beyond the book itself for as long as you do the behavior. And we have people that the miracle morning has not only changed their life, you know, quickly in the short term, but they, it, it continues to do that years after they read the book. And people are still asking, Hey, what's this thing you're doing why do you wake up early what you know what's going on and that to me i think is the the single biggest factor but how you did because you we talked about this briefly over lunch uh uh many weeks ago you did some things very specifically with the structure of the book because many authors will tell me nathan my book is so great because it changed habits but very few actually do right you actually did things structurally give us one or two tips for people right now that are thinking about writing a book where they actually want their book to change habits and behavior what are some structural things you did tactically to make those habits stick. So yeah, the first thing is, is the behavior change, right? Is that you've got to take whatever you're teaching and ask yourself, how can I take this and put it into a daily, ideally daily, it could be weekly, but you know, ideally the more often they're doing it, the better, the more likely they are to stick with it. But how can I turn this into a daily ritual? So for example, if you're writing a book on gratitude, you know, you would take it and and turn it into a a daily ritual they could do around, you know, writing three things they're grateful for. I'm giving just some examples, but it could be, um, let's say you're writing a book on business, right? Have a daily, a simple daily practice where they, you know, they, your book has them set their business goals. And then every day they're simply reviewing it. Maybe they're sharing it with their team, something that they're doing that gives them clarity and adds value to their life and, and, and is related to the content. Um, so that's the first thing is, is the behavior change. And the second thing is you've got to, you've got to set them up for success. Wait, how, hold on, is, hold on, hold on, because yeah, there's yeah. a, there, uh, before you give to the second one, I'm going to just pull this one out for the sake of time you told me that in your book you tell people just do simple things in the morning like brush your teeth right is that an example of what you mean when you say just give something people easy to do or they think about your book and it's very easy to do every morning yeah, well, my buddy Pat Flynn, who wrote the book "Will It Fly," great business book. He, uh, we, the other day we were talking, and he said you've got to give them a quick win. He said give them a quick win in the first five minutes of reading his book. And I actually don't know what the win is, um, but but I, he he sets them up with a quick win. So for 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 yeah, I think that's really important that you you don't don't make like the more difficult you make it for people to implement your content, the the less likely they are to implement it. So if you can make it a quick win, uh, that's a big. I think that is overall a win for you. It's a win for them and then they have confidence, they have momentum, and then you scale up how difficult, you know, whatever it is that they're trying to integrate into their, their 
their life or any changes they're trying to make. Perfect. Okay. And then second lesson, you, I cut you off. The second thing is, yeah, the 30 day challenge. So this is, you know, behavior change doesn't happen overnight. Right. And, and, and depending on, you can do lots of research, you'll see the, the age old 21 days to change a habit that that's been, you know, republished, uh, repurposed, regurgitated for, for decades. Um, I personally like the 30 day approach. And so at the end of the miracle morning book, I give a 30 day challenge, but more importantly, or equally as important, I coach them through the psychological hurdles of making a change over 30 days and how to, what to expect, what the hurdles are internally and externally, and then how to overcome those. So they're set up for success. And then the third thing that I do is I get, I have them get an accountability partner because it's real easy to let ourselves down when nobody's watching and right. It's like, eh, no one's going to know if I give up on the 30 day challenge today. No, nobody knows. But if we have an accountability partner, someone we've given our word to that's encouraging us that we're supporting, that we've, we've, we've made a commitment to each other. We're much more likely to follow through. So those are the three biggest things is, is figure out what the ritual, the routine, the behavior change is, set up a 30 day challenge and coach them on how to make it successfully through that. Maybe even support them with daily emails or whatever, and then get them an accountability partner. The book is listed currently on Amazon for $15.43. You've sold $240,000 copies. In order to back into revenue, is it fair to just multiply those and get to about $3.7 million? Um, I mean, that would be Amazon's revenue. The, uh, the, it's about seven, profit on Amazon across all channels from uh, Audible, you know, um, Kindle. It's average about $7 per book. Okay. That's what you're making per book about. Uh, yes. Got it. So, uh, you must have gotten a huge success. You must have gotten like a big advance on this, right? Well, no, it's self-published. Yeah. So there, there was an event. And what's funny I'm is se- I'm setting you up to tell the story here, right? So <laughs> tell us, tell us about why there was no advance. Yeah. So, so I really debated whether or not I, like originally I was going to go after a traditional publisher because I thought this book could change the world. The Miracle Morning wasn't a book idea. It wasn't a book title. It was a practice that I created in my own life when I was 2008, low point, you know, economic crash. I was part of that whole thing. And um, like so many of us were, but that led to me creating this morning ritual that changed my life so quickly, it felt like a miracle. So I called it the mir- my miracle morning. And, but again, it wasn't a book idea. And then organically it evolved. I taught some taught it to some people and then they got the same results. And I thought, God, I have a responsibility to share this with the world. And three years later, I, I finally got my button here and, and made it into a book. Um, then I debated, should I traditionally publish? Because I really think that this could change the world if we get it to enough people. And and so I thought, well, gosh, that's the way you do it, right? You go traditional. Uh, and as I explored self-publishing over a six-month period of searching for traditional publishers and agents while I explored the pros and cons of both you know, both avenues, um, I came to the conclusion that self-publishing for 99, you know, point something percent of authors, uh, is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it is funny that I have a check that I wrote to myself on my vision board for a hundred thousand dollars that says advance from a major publisher. And it's funny. I found that the other day in my paperwork and I was like, God, some of, you know, what did Garth Brooks say? Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Yep. Yep. That is, uh, that is, the truth. Take us through some of the things that led to the initial kind of marketing success of the book. Did you have an email list when you launched it? And if so, how big? I, I had like, I think 14,000 and, and that was a, a list that had no nurturing. I would email them twice a year, three times a year. Okay. So it was mostly my Cutco customers. So, I mean, not a quality, you know, uh, responsive list at all. And, um, 
uh, the, the, and so for me, like the, the, the trajectory of most books when they launch is the first month is their best month. And that might be, you know, a hundred copies. It might be 10,000 copies. It's cause it's all the author, but you know, all the energy you get your friends, your family, everyone, you know, to please buy my book, you know, and then, and most books, the first month is their best month. And then they start trailing off very quickly and they kind of fall off into obscurity. And this is even true with New York times, best selling books. The uh, miracle morning was really no different. I mean, my first month I sold 7,000 copies. Second month, I think I sold 700 copies and, you know, and then down to 400, 300. And that's kind of where, you know, it found its average. Um, I believed so much in the message that I just continued promoting it. And I can, I launched a podcast. I started doing my own podcast. I started doing interviews on other people's podcasts. And in the last four years, I've done over 300 podcast interviews on other people's shows. I've done over 150 episodes of my own. And here's the point for most authors they're, you know, around month three, month four, month five, month six, month seven, they go, I'm getting no ROI for this. I'm putting energy, I'm promoting it. I'm working my butt off, man. I'm going to move on to the next project. And, and I, I think for me, if I would have done that miracle morning, who knows it wouldn't be where it is today. Um, but I believed in it so much. I think you have to promote until you die. How, like, if you believe how, in this. how many copies of the book sell last month, September, 2017, 16. Uh, I guess I don't know the exact number, but I can tell you we've been averaging t over 10,000 copies a month for, for the entire year. Power so, of it's like Warren months. Buffett and accumulating interest, right? You just do the same thing over and over long enough and eventually it grows on itself, right? It really does. You hit that tipping point. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Uh, last few questions here uh, and we'll kind of go rapid fire because we're running out of time. Uh, sure. Speaking on average, what are you charging now for speaking events? Uh, 25,000 plus travel. Would you, would you take a lot of that uh, would be because of the book? Uh, 99%. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I asked that because a lot of authors say they credit a lot of their other income for the book. So that's a big chunk for you. It sounds like Yeah, we um, do no outbound marketing. It's all people that read the book and then they want to bring me in. Yeah. Great. So 25 K plus speaking, uh, number uh, next one. Did you do an audio version? Uh, yeah, I did an audio book. Yep. Worth it. Oh, very much so. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Okay. We sell, uh, more audio books than I think than Kindle right now. Did you have a ghostwriter? Uh, no, okay. not at all. Co-author. Uh, nope. Spend any money on advertising in the first three months? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's all, yeah, no, I didn't, we didn't do any Facebook ads. I haven't done any of that stuff. First 100 sales. How'd you get them? Um, that was, uh, well, first 100 is I, I pre-sold 5,000 copies by calling every person, all of my former speaking clients, my coaching clients, everybody that I knew and asked <laughs> them, I put together packages that, Hey, buy a hundred, you get this, buy 200, you get this, buy 50, you get this. And that's how I sold the first hundred. You're building a brand, the miracle morning for network marketers, the miracle morning for real estate agents, the miracle morning for so on and so forth, salespeople, et cetera, are each of these kind of targets. These are people that, you know, if you do it for salespeople, you you can increase your speaking fees and you're speaking to sales organizations. Same thing for writers, entrepreneurs, parents and families, et cetera. Is that the strategy there? And if, if, if it's not, what is? Not at all. Um, and I, I didn't even really think about that, which maybe, I, maybe that's true, but the, uh, what it is, is it's it, organically a friend of mine said, Hey, Hal, we sh miracle morning for salespeople. Like, have you thought about doing a book series? He said, every salesperson needs this, but I've thought of some tweaks that could really make it custom for a salesperson. I said, dude, let's co-author it. You know, this is my buddy Ryan snow. And, and so we co-authored it and it just kind of, and then people came out of the woodworks going, Hey, let's do one for parents and families because it's, you know, how do you get your kids and your spouse, the whole family, to do the miracle morning that book came out last month and then yep. miracle morning for entrepreneurs comes out next month so yeah no it's it's Cameron really Harold, just right? a way to read Cameron Harold yep. yeah we're co-authored that miracle morning for entrepreneurs and 
is really a way. In fact, that'll be out probably right when this episode comes out. Perfect. But, uh, it's just to reach into new audiences and markets and, and uh, leveraging the platform of the co-author and the expertise of the co-author. That's great. And uh, I am curious, though, ignore the initial version that sold 240,000 copies. All the other spinoffs, the Miracle Morning Parents and Families, Miracle Morning Writers, add up all the sales on those. What is How does that compare to the 240,000 of the original copy? Yeah, gosh, I, I should have those numbers. Um, I it's mean, okay. it's, 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 it's a small, it's a fraction. It's, you know, so I think like, for example, last month we sold 10,000 in the original on average, and we're averaging about a thousand of the best selling books in the series, which is the network marketing book. Got it. Um, and then from there though, it'll scale all the way back to, you know, a thousand of one, uh, one of the titles, 600, 300, 200, you know, so it yep. just varies. Yeah. Very cool. How you are building an empire. Where's the best place for people to connect with you online if they want to continue following your journey yeah social media at hal elrod h-a-l-e-l-r-o-d and, and the best website for me is miraclemorning.com miraclemorning.com is the hub for pretty much all things folks i recently started using a tool called nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant and it helps me quickly set up meetings you know when i travel i love meeting with you people i met many of you ryan aaron a lot of you guys when i was in la recently but our threads to schedule times to meet were 13 and 14 emails long total waste so I started using nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant. I loved it so much. I reached out to the company, Sears Insights. I said, you should pay me five grand to sponsor basically the podcast where I'll talk about how much I love it. I met them in California in their Irvine office recently. I love the founders, Ryan and Brandon. They said yes. Okay, they said yes. So they're paying me five grand for this and it's because I love it. Okay, I love it. nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant. Check it out. Additionally, they gave me all their revenue numbers back in episode 226, which I encourage you to check out. They're our number one app exchange partner on Salesforce. They have amazing tools for small businesses and CEOs. Again, nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant for one-click meetings. Totally free. Go use it now. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. All right, Top Tribe, we'll link to that in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 464. Again, forward slash the top 464. How final five questions are rapid fire as fast as possible. What's your, what are your answers? First one, number one, famous, uh, what is your favorite business book? Love is the Killer App by Tim Sanders. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yeah, I just started following uh, and studying Jeff Hoffman, the founder of Priceline. Number three is their favorite online tool you have, like HostGator. Yeah, I, you know, I would say the Five Minute Journal app, if that counts. Perfect number. <laughs> is that yours or is that someone else's? No, it's it's uh, you know, it's not mine. But I'm a huge huge fan and advocate. Number four, yes or no? Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? No, I get six. <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? Uh, married with two kids, yeah. seven and four. Oh, very cool. And how old are you, Hal? I'm 37. So last question. This will be interesting for you because this is a critical moment in your life. Take us back 17 years. What do you wish, what does pre-crash 20-year-old Halrod wish that he knew when he was 20? 
Um, honestly, I think it's, it's, it's kind of about patience and it's, I would, I would, the advice I would give is achieving the success that you're working towards is not going to happen nearly as fast as you want it to. But if you keep moving forward and learning and, and growing, uh, the timing in which you achieve everything that you're working towards will always be perfect. He's a father of two best-selling author. His advice, have patience over 240,000 copies of miracle morning sold. He hustled at the beginning after a tragic life event at 20 years old, no advance, no big publishing house supporting him early on, but he still managed to drive an unbelievable amount of sales on the book and really changing lives and habits, which is the key. Hal Elrod, thank you for taking us to the top. Fantastic. If you enjoyed today's episode with Hal, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Close.io CEO, Steli Efti. They're doing more than $200,000 a month of recurring revenue, have over 500 customers paying a $400 average revenue per user per month. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google Ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google right when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.